Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the scope. And now, here are your hosts, Jared, Adam, and Shane. Hey everybody, episode 304 of your scope program. Jared, Adam, and Shane, that's me in the house. Thank you. The crowd is very, it's a hot crowd tonight. They've got a lot to say. They want to be mm-hmm. interactive, even though we're recording from our respective basements. No in-person recording yet, everyone. Sad. Well, guess what? <laughs> I mean, we could. You and I could do it. Yeah. I'm just not. I'm not set up yet for that. So we'll get there eventually. You know, yeah. one step at a time. You know, let's yeah. let's uh, record more than one show every six months, yeah. and then we'll talk turkey. It's just that, like, so the basement space has gotten sort of repurposed during COVID times for uh, for other activities, and so the table that we normally would sit at is sort of like back behind a screen right now there's like a green screen in front of it mm. and so i have to figure out the logistics of being able to move that in and out on an uh you know on demand uh, and i just haven't done that yet i would so. love to sit in front of a green screen for our scope recording imagine the fun stuff we could do with that yeah well i mean that can be done i have a wraparound green screen down here now so. oh well that's something very exciting i could finally get into the old weather person game that i've been dying to since i was the age of seven cold fronts coming in <laughs> perfect Perfect. Love it. Uh, speaking of pandemic, one thing that will not be stopped by this pesky pandemic is uh, one of our s- loves. The three of us love this. I'm talking about football. Mm. Or do we love that, I guess? Not my best transition, but hey, it's late. I'm not rocking the hair game the two of you are rocking, so I do what I can. Football season, it starts, everybody. We've got games galore. Games both of galore. our both of our squads that we're playing this season, as far as I know, correct? Minnesota hey. Vikings, Washington football team. Um, yeah. They're just going to roll with I football mean, team, huh? Well, so uh, this year they they say so, that yeah. they've narrowed it down to four. Let me four set, let me set this up, Adam, because I've got okay. it listed right here. Um, your team, I don't think, is the least vaccinated team in football like the Vikings are, which we can get to that in a second. Yeah, but. It was them. It, it was them. And now it's the Vikings. The Vikings oh, really? are still number one least vaccinated, huh? Yeah. It, it was Washington football team. They've been overtaken uh, by, uh, yeah. By well, that's, that's fantastic. Um, so let's talk about your, your football team. I've got a list of names that uh, the Washington football team released. Uh, according to this list, there are three finalists on this list that will be, re- and the actual name will be revealed in early 2022. Uh-huh. I'll read the list. You give me your take on what you think it should be. So okay. we've, we've got the Washington Armada, uh-huh. Washington Presidents, uh-huh. Washington Brigade, uh-huh. Washington Red Hogs, uh-huh. Washington Commanders, uh-huh. Washington Red Wolves, uh-huh. Washington Defenders. Mm-hmm. And then stick with Washington football team. Yeah. So okay. is, has this list been pared down since? Uh... So that list it was like a list of uh, that was like in a survey. Okay. Um, I, I, the, the team has not actually said that list is, you know, what they are down to. Oh, but, okay. That's what uh, I, how yes, I read the is, story. That is the general consensus. It might be, and they're just you know doing you know, whatever PR work. Um, but yes, that is the list that people have been going with because there was a survey sent to like ticket holders or mm-hmm. I don't know, advertiser partner or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what people are assuming. So, uh, from that list, the only two I like, I'm going to say real quickly, defenders is the name of a, uh, fake team in a, uh, a sci-fi in like starship troopers. Right. right. The, I'm pretty sure that was the name of one of the teams. Yeah. A really uh, bad Marvel, Marvel team, by the way, yeah, too. The that, defenders. Like how name. dumb is that? Yeah. It's that's a, a lot of those are bad. Jared, um, give a boo. Can, do we have a boo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get there. Let me yeah, get let's there. Let's get we've, some sounds got, on this. We've right. got that. Okay. Next but, Adam. To be clear. Okay. All, 
almost all sports teams' names are bad and nonsensical. So sure. none of this matters. Okay. okay? Uh, the Seahawks, the Browns, the Texans. I mean, the, these are they're just they're stupid. So I don't think it can, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it, is, it is it is tough when you're trying to to in modern times come up with a name that sort of feels like it still fits into these kind of historical names that right. have it, lost all real meaning. It needs yeah. to sound classic in a way, mm-hmm. but defenders is not it. No. no. Okay, so um, our, uh, you tell me with some of these names uh, your most liked choice if you had to pick something because I've got a I've got one that I like. So yeah, the only two that I think are even remotely reasonable are Red Hawks and um, Washington Football Team. Really, you don't like? What do you think, Jared? I don't Did like any, the ones that are like not plural or are just like nah. a collective noun type thing. Like Armada, you don't like that? I don't like those because there aren't any teams in the NFL that do that. It's just not a pattern. Other leagues have done that. Like the Wild? You, yeah. you have that. You have other other leagues have, have those types of names. The NFL doesn't. It's got to have an um, S at the end. It's, it, <laughs> it does or it needs to be like a plural of whatever that is. Usually that's an S in the English yeah. language. But yeah, I don't. I don't like any of those. Cross those off the list. I don't like presidents. I think that's a dumb one. Yeah. Um, Defenders is bad. Um, Red Hawks. Was that one of them, the one you like? Yeah, I thought it was that's Red up? Hogs or is it Red, Red Hogs? Hogs. Or is it Red Hawks? Which one is it, Adam? You're the authority on this. Oh, I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a quick There's look. a couple of red ones. Um, I, I still like the suggestion that a lot of people were lobbying for right away, which was the Red Tails. Yeah. Um, to name after the uh, the famous um, uh, African American uh, squadron from the uh, from World War II. Um, probably a bridge too far for this team, I would guess, but I mm-hmm. like it. Um, I red hogs, by the way, I can confirm. Red I don't hogs. Like, I don't like red hogs. Red yeah. hogs. doesn't really make yeah. any sense. What was red the, hogs, the red, I would one? Like. What's the red wolves. Oh, red wolves. Yeah. Red wolves. I don't is like fine too. I don't like, what are, are there red wolves? Thing. Is that, What's is a, that red a thing? Wolf? Sure. Uh, there's brown wolves, black wolves, red wolves. Hmm. Who cares? Who cares? Let's just say there isn't Vikings. a standout on that te- on that uh, list. Uh, right. I, I would. I agree. I think Washington football team is stupid but unique and global. You know, that's what all the uh, soccer teams do. Sure. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. So I. Uh, they won't leave it at, at that. I think no. it's too like generic, and like, well, then not, they need like a secondary like. It's not trademarkable. Thing. You can't right. trademark Washington Football Team. Right. You'll never get that registered with the yeah. Uh, so trade, so I, I'm pretty sure that's out. I can um, also verify that red wolves do exist. It is a real thing, and they're actually are, endangered. Are, I guess. Okay, but are they? Do they have any sort of tie to the Washington D.C. area? They do. They actually, their habitat is uh, the Washington Football Team's stadium. They actually hide sort of in the. So it's actually a wildlife uh, sanctuary. <laughs> it absolutely is. Like, I mean, the the name is right in front of their freaking noses, but they they refuse to buy into it. I guess. Yeah, right. I, I think Red Hogs comes from like the, in the eighties, the Washingtons. Uh, offensive line were like were known as the hogs but i don't yeah. know where the red part's coming from and it's like they just want it to be redskins that's the thing uh, sure. you know it needs and, to be like, the same it's a callback to 40 years ago when the team was good right you know for an extended period of time like <laughs> let's let's not make people think of that because it's we're not getting back there anymore mm-hmm. so a question for you if if you were to learn that uh, the red wolf is only found in eastern north carolina in a at the albermary peninsula of eastern north carolina would that change your opinion on the team being called the red wolves i don't i don't like the name i don't i think it's a bad name so red wolves no, it, it wouldn't matter to me because there's no lakes in in la and there's no jazz in utah and there's no i mean none of the, well there's probably some jazz in utah i mean no, somewhere it's not allowed it's, it's utah like you can't have alcohol <laughs> there you can't um that, are there uh, hornets in charlotte Right. I mean, probably. Right. Is there magic in Orlando? Um, I mean, there's the Magic Kingdom, so there is at least a magic there. But these are basketball teams. These are not NFL. (laughs) This is NFL. NFL transcends. Right. Now, I mean, for a time, there there was no Oilers in uh, Nashville. Nashville? No. 
I think other than <laughs> a zoo, I think other than a zoo setting, there are no Bengals in Cincinnati. They're not native right. to Cincinnati, Ohio. Right. So, but sometimes you just want to be a badass tiger. That is true. Shouldn't you just be the tigers then? Yeah, that's yeah, true. I mean, they could have just been the tigers. I mean, are so there any cardinals is, in Phoenix? This is, this is whatever. And they're not even the. <laughs> They shouldn't even be having the bird. I mean, they're named for Cardinal Red. That was their origin. They weren't even named after birds. Right. They just took there's that no, on later. There's no pirates in uh, in Las Vegas. Well, are there you know buccaneers in Tampa Bay, though? There have to be buccaneers there, in Tampa the, Bay. If there's any, buccaneers anywhere, it's got to be Tampa Bay. Right. <laughs> Guys, if there's no be. truth, if there's no truth to sports names, then why are we even here? Well, yeah. Tampa Bay is the most problematic of them all because the city is called Tampa. Tampa Bay is the water. The stadium. And it's also, also as we know from uh, R.I.P. Danny Green, it's Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's a double. <laughs> you get, it's double. You'll find him on the high road. Calcutta Clipper comes swooping in from the north. <laughs> we spent an awful lot of time on this. <laughs> wow. So, what, final verdict, Adam, what's your pick? A Washington football team. He's sticking with my, Washington I, football team. Jared, do you concur? I think you've made, made a strong case for it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. it I don't like don't any like of the names that have been presented either. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think no matter what is picked, everyone will be disappointed. Here's right. my problem. The biggest problem I have with Red Wolves, as it's been presented, is it is a single word uh, camel case. Not camel case the whole way, but like capital R red. Yeah. No space. Wolves. Dumb. I don't like that. That's, no, that's it not just, good. The, it, it, if it's that, I'm out. I'm going to be a Browns fan or something. Okay, perfect. I love it. It's fair. That's a fair. It's well, fair. let's talk about the other problematic team in the NFL, Jared. That would be the Minnesota Vikings. We, okay, we talk- wait. Here, real quickly. Oh, holy. Do, you we're going guys, back. Do, do things ever happen in your guys' life where you're like, wow, maybe the whole world does revolve around me? Um, like, like it's, uh, yeah, every it's, day. Okay. So <laughs> it's just very strange to me that I move from a place. I move from the Washington, D.C. area where mm-hmm. my, my chosen football team is this awful team run by a, a horrible person mm-hmm. and i move here and then somehow our teams play each other year <laughs> after year after year it's true are they playing this and, year uh they're not playing this year there's no, no scoper bowl this year okay no no, no scoper bowl. And, and then and then the the most amazing thing happens uh the, the quarterback mm. from that team decides i don't want to play for this team anymore yeah. and he goes and plays here yeah where i've moved to mm-hmm. yeah like yeah and then the thing that I hate the most for a long time, this is not a new thing. I don't know. I shouldn't say the most, but I, some, something I've hated a lot for a long time uh, is this whole anti-vax movement. And then lo and behold, the guy's an anti-vaxxer. Right. I mean, I, I guess I knew that from, from when he was a big uh, pusher of uh, Amway stuff um, yeah. when he first came out of college. But So Adam, correct me if I'm wrong. When the Vikings first pursued Kirk Cousins, I think you warned us. You're like, this guy is not great. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't know. I probably said yeah, I think the I, same thing I always say about everything. Who cares? Yeah. But no, I think you, I think you cared a little bit. You were just like, just wait. Strong opinions. No. Jared, Jared and I were like, well, he's the best that we could get at the time. And we think that there's going to be upside. But years later, um, I hate to say this, but you're right. This guy's a dog. Yeah. He's a dog. Even even if he's the best quarterback in the world, I I dislike him so much right now. I can't even I can't even tell you. I I've been talking to Jared about how his anti-vax belief along with a lot of other key players, important people on the team that could have really positive influences on others, how they're all doing that just really sours me on football and it sours me on this team specifically. Jared, your opinion? I don't know that it sours me on football overall. It definitely sours me on this team. Um, and their uh, their terrible preseason performance certainly didn't help their case. Right. So I'm going into the season with almost no expectations for success. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like our quarterback. I think, I think he's, I don't think he's as bad as you're sort of painting him as far as a player goes. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, but he isn't necessarily the kind of guy who has managed to uh, lift this team, put him on a sh- them on his shoulders and win a game when yeah. it counts. I feel he's like definitely Adam, failed in that regard. He has, but he's had some good games. He has, and he's got some, he's got some gaudy stats here and there, but I sort of feel like maybe this is just me projecting, but I feel like Adam probably said, this is a guy that's never going to get the Vikings to a Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Sounds like something Adam would say. And then he said, who cares afterwards? Just like that. <laughs> who cares? Pretty much. <laughs> but no, I think you're he right. He makes me want to puke. I don't. It's just, uh, it's hard when it's like, uh, uh, am I right that football is like your guys' like, uh, the sport that you like the most? Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah, only right. sport that I really pay attention to. I mean, to. Other, than, other than curling. Obviously. Other than curling right, right. and soccer from time to time. And then I'm, a, I'm an oh, Olympic expert. Olympic you. expert when it comes on. And then I don't care about it yeah. after that. <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's like, I don't understand fandom, you know, like I'm the same way. It's like, uh, why can't I just get into like a sport where people are good? You know, like, yeah. uh, like the Minnesota United is like a, a team that like seems to like care about its community, care about human beings. Uh, they kick out Nazis, they shame Nazis. Uh, it, it's like, uh, I should like these guys, but I always come back to football and then it's like you just get like some weird like emotional attachment to your team you know what fandom is and then this guy comes in and he's he's like uh no i don't believe this stuff it is what it is whatever and you're just like god i hate this motherfucker so much (laughs) and it's clear that a lot of people on his team don't like him you think Um, that's true but there's so many people that are key players that are also not vaccinated do you think they're buying into that same nonsense do you think well, he has I mean, influence they, they on can, that they can be they can dislike him and still be wow. anti-vaxxers wouldn't that be crazy that he he's he has no sway over the anti-vaxxers they do they're anti-vax for their own reasons but they hate Kirk Look, cousins here's the thing all these players went to college that doesn't mean they're smart there's a lot of yeah. dumb football players yeah. who right. have a lot of get a, a lot of dumb information and say a lot of dumb things. So it doesn't surprise me that they may have arrived at anti-vaccine uh, on their own. But, you know, having so QB1 uh, not being in favor of it certainly doesn't help change their mind. No. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It's like uh, the Ravens and the Vikings, I think, are the only two teams that have said their quarterbacks are on their non-vaccine list. Have Are there other teams you think that are on that list that haven't admitted I, it? I think at this point, everyone, I, I don't know how they're like the confirmation parts working. So I, I think it, it relies on the player saying, you know, mm. volunteering the information, gotcha. which both Lamar Jackson and, and Kirk Cousins have done. Um, and then I guess, you know, confirming the other way. Right. Um, but so, it's interesting because Cam Newton was, you know, cut today. And oh, was he? Cam, Did he get cut? Yep. Yeah. And Cam Newton um at least i don't know if he was yeah i think he he at least was in the the protocol the contact tracing protocol so he hadn't been able to practice recently um so i don't know if he was um unvaccinated or not but it's one of those things where it's like it's interesting how much of that goes into you know uh, cuts are happening right today it was like the cut down to 53 person mm-hmm. man roster. I tell it's you, like, I wonder how many of those cuts were like, well, this guy's not getting vaccinated and we can't yeah. take this risk. 100% but, it factored in. In fact, you've got Urban Meyer admitting vaccination status was a consideration in player cuts. Jacksonville Jaguars, new head coach, Urban Meyer says that. Yeah. And unfortunately, if, you, if the Vikings did that, you would be cutting off how many important players. I mean, they couldn't do it anyway, but I mean, no. you know, you've got five or six huge important players on this team that are unvaccinated. But no, it's if not you're, like but if you're cutting network. players down and you've got people, players on the bubble and you're like, well, they're kind of the same, but right. this guy isn't vaccinated. That's yep. the guy who gets cut. Yeah. Now, Urban Meyer was dumb and, and talked about it and said it was a factor, which means now the NFLPA is opening an investigation into that. His comments, because you're not supposed to use vaccination status as a criteria. Right. But it obviously happens. It has yeah. to. Yeah. Course it's it like happens. using, you know, uh, injury history, right? As, sure. a, as a, you know, at least partially determinate factor. Right. You just don't admit that. Yeah. 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 You, don't, you don't want somebody on your team that may not be there when you need them. He said the quiet part loud. Right. Yeah. Well, at least this quiet part wasn't like, you know, racist. <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least this was like, yeah, it's smart. It's smart for a team to be thinking that way. Right, and, and what I'm happens, in favor of it, happens? even if even if the the players organization isn't in favor. Yeah, of it because I think they're of crazy. Course they sh- they shouldn't be in favor of it because it is personal choice, and I just disagree with personal choice. Whatever, I don't know. Well, what happens when key players for the Vikings are out and they lose games? When it happens, not if uh, when it happens. Then they lose games and they miss the playoffs, and yeah. then uh, 
your coaching staff gets fired. Yeah. So thanks. Zim's like, thanks, dude. And then a lot of those players will be gone because the Vikings uh, will be rebuilding and they won't be able to afford those big salaries. So uh, that's likely what will happen. So the fun football dominoes, we're just getting ready to watch that first domino fall. What you guys are saying is when both of our teams uh, finish in last place in their um, divisions this year, you know what that means for next year? Scoper ball. Scoper ball. I think Washington will uh, either match or do better than they did last year. Wow. Well, Seven that's... and nine. Here comes eight and eight. Yeah, or eight eight to nine. Oh, right. Eight and nine. Yeah, that's true. That's right. What 17. a weird year. Yeah, it's Good. all nuts. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for putting up with our football talk, but it's something we have to do every fall. The rest of the show, uh, as far as I know, will be decidedly non fantasy football talk. Come on, Jared, who's your who you got? Who's your sleepers? We, we I, are for doing whatever our reason. Entire... I picked Cam Newton in round one. Big mistake on my part. Jared's out. I but, picked uh... an entire team of unvaccinated players because I appreciate their their gut <laughs> stamp against big government. I can't feel the team because they're all on the COVID list. Yeah, that's it. We're done. But uh, you know what? Those guys, they're not going to be the ones growing feathers uh, mid-season. Absolutely. So. Yep. True. That third eye growing out of your right nipple. Not happening with these guys. Wow, I think that was that Panama? All right, everybody. Uh, we've got a good show. I know this doesn't prove it, but uh, promise me, the rest of the show is going to be great. Uh, what we're into, we're going to talk about things that are getting us through this pandemic time. I'm sure that each of us will have a great pick. More coming soon. That means pop culture rundown from Adam. Very, very exciting. And just loads of fun and comedy because that's what we're made of. So <laughs> let's take a break. We'll be back with more of episode 304 and good times right after this. It's that time again, folks. It's time for me to find my tab where my script is. There it is. Want to support the show? Hey, well-oiled machine over here, guys. This is what we want you to pay for on a regular basis is this kind of just perfectly executed live podcasting. Patreon.com slash The Scope Show is where you go. You can pledge as little as $1 per episode. You can set a monthly cap. You can cancel anytime. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't cancel yet. There's more show to come. And we promised. Shane promised. I don't promise. Shane promised it was going to be so, so good. You want to stick around. Uh, make sure you go to patreon.com slash the scope show to get your regular pledge in. Now, operators are standing by. There's only so many slots available. You don't want to miss out on this, this, this mega deal where you give us money and we give you a comedy show that's sometimes funny. All right. Patreon.com slash the scope show for more information. Yeah. Hey, everybody, we are back. Episode 304. The scope. Jared, I rehearsed that 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 ad. Can you tell? I love it. You're so good, Jared, Adam, Shane. We are back. Now we're bringing back another great scope bit. I don't know if it's going to be funny, but it's definitely going to be entertaining. This time around, it's what we're into. We're going to just be talking about one pick of one pick a piece. Everybody, no one's going to get too greedy. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. one thing. That is really floating our boat right now. Shane, you came really close to doing a good Trump impression right there. You, <laughs> I, was, you were, I was borderline. Zeroing in on it with your one pick a piece. And, uh, <laughs> and then I and, backed and, off. Then I backed yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't need that. I mean, we'll get him back in a couple more years. It'll be fine. But until mm-hmm. then, Trump free zone, Jared. Jared, I'm throwing it over to you. You are going to kick off this bit. What What are you into right now? Please tell I'm gonna us. I'm going to go first, huh? You're going to go right. first. Well, this is a bit of a weird one. Um, I wasn't sure what I was going to pick if I was going to go for an entertainment property I was into. Or maybe I'm into uh, some sort of bird watching. I don't know. Um, but it sort of occurred to me that the thing that I spend probably too much time watching these days is like retro computing YouTube channels. Oh, and these are these are like uh, channels that deal primarily in um, computers of the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stuff that 
we grew up with here in America. It could be stuff that is not wasn't available to us. It was more of a, a European thing. Um, we're, we're talking like Apple II. We're talking Amiga. We're talking Commodore computers like the VIC-20 and the 64. Uh, we're talking classic Macintoshes. We're talking DOS PCs, um, stuff like that. Uh, in the European front, you're looking at like the uh, ZX Spectrum, the Acorn line of computers. I don't know why I'm into this stuff. Well, actually, I do kind of know why I'm into it, but you're sad channels, Well, no, it's just it's sort of it's 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 a weird area of nostalgia that that I'm sort of tapping into, and it's sort of the the unrequited love that I had as a child uh, for uh, the popular microcomputers you could get. Like we you, had Apple. You never owned any of that stuff as a kid. I, right? I never owned right. any of that as a young person, and I really, really wanted to. So, like. I have the great nostalgia for like the Apple II line of computers. We had them at school, but I always wanted one at home. And I was very jealous of the people who had them in their homes because they were just, they were kind of too expensive for my family to afford. So we never got one. But boy, did I want one. Oh boy, did I want one. I have, I have distinct memories of going to like um, the Dayton's electronics section in Rosedale Mall. We've been lower level. It was like real dark. But they had a couple different Apple II, like an Apple IIe display. And then later on, they had like an Apple IIc display. I wanted that Apple IIc so bad. I wanted I, it so bad. I had, the, I had the brochures and I would look through it. And I just, I wanted one so bad. And you never got it. I never got one. Um, years later, like in high school, I got an Amiga 500, which I think was a lot of fun. That was the first computer that I really owned myself. Um Played a lot of games on that. Did did some creative work on that, um, and then years later, I got my first Macintosh clone. Um, those are my first computers that I actually owned myself. But like, I don't know. It's just fun to watch these channels. They go like they'll do kind of repairs and restorations. I know Shane, there's that one channel you like to watch where he's just it's the eight bit guy, right? But he just like. The guy who like rebuilds things. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, there's a few of those channels I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they'll go through all these repairs and restorations of these class computers where they'll, 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 they'll patch them up, they'll clean them up, they'll, they'll get them working again. Um, sometimes they'll do like big mods and, up, and rest, uh, upgrades on these computers. So the fun thing about retro computers now is that you can afford, often you can afford all the great upgrades that you couldn't way back then. So you could buy a, a classic Macintosh and beef it up with all their memory and all the accelerators and hard drives and stuff like that that you could never have before. Um, those are fun to see. You know, you could take an old CRT and get it working again. I, I would never do any of this. I'd have no interest in actually buying this equipment myself and owning it and playing with it. But I have kind of a deep fascination with watching other people do it. Um, so yeah, I've been spending a lot of time. Some 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 channels that I will uh, recommend to people if you're this is the sort of thing you're into. Um, there's a guy out of uh, Dallas, Texas, goes by the Eight Bit Guy. So he does a lot of Commodore and Apple stuff. Um, there's a guy out in um, Portland, Oregon, who has a channel called Adrian's Digital Basement. Um, has the breadth of early DOS PCs, uh, Apple stuff, a lot of Commodore, VIC-20, and 64 stuff. Um, guy in California, uh, who's originally from the UK, um, called Retro Recipes, is very much um, kind of Commodore, Amiga, and Commodore 64 stuff. A uh, channel called Action Retro, which is a lot of kind of 90s, and late 80s, and early 90s Macintosh stuff. Um, right now, he's actually doing a series on upgrading a power computing clone. If you, I don't know if you remember those Shane mm-hmm. back in oh, the nineties yeah. when they did clone computers, yep. um, that I owned a power computing, um, the company we worked at core marketing had some power computing and some UMAX, um, Macintosh clones. Um, so it just sort of like rekindles those memories, uh, of the things that I worked on or the things that I wanted to have, uh, in my life. Um, and another channel that I find really interesting, and this is sort of getting into the UK, European side of things and um, other kind of oddities, is um, it used to go by the channel, a name Retro Man Cave, but he's recently rebranded it as RMC The Cave to kind of be more inclusive. Um, it's this guy in the UK who does covers all of the UK stuff, um, video game consoles of the era. Um, so they have like uh, Mega Drive and Dreamcast, but also all the gaming PCs of the era. Um, I have a clip that I'm going to play of that. Here it is. Hello, Cave Dwellers. It's pickups and donations unboxing time. And just look at this pile. We have 
bumper episode for you today in which to explore your outrageous generosity and kindness, which appears to include the actual Ark of the Covenant. Prepare to have your faces melted with nearly an hour, I know it's crazy, nearly an hour of retro unboxings. Thank you, thank you and thank you again for what is about to happen. I truly am the kid who gets to enjoy Christmas every single month, but the best part is that I get to share it with you. And let's do that right now, starting with this big old box which has arrived all the way from Switzerland. Open it up. Uh, I believe his name is Neil. Um, his channel is interesting because he does all the retro um, computer like restorations and and sort of multi-part series diving into a particular computer and, and why it was popular and how it came to be and stuff like that. He's done like weird Eastern block computers and stuff like that too. But another big component of his, of his channel uh, in the last six to nine months has been uh, his working on a uh, retro computer museum. And he's got a new space above a, I believe it's an old mill of some sort where he's got the top floor that he's leased out. And he's just kind of going through this whole thing where he's building out all of these uh, displays where you have all of these different uh, retro computers that you can go and play games on. There's a whole um, handheld consoles area where you can grab like Game Boys and all these other consoles you can play with. Uh, tons of old magazines of the era. Uh, it's just been fascinating to just watch this whole space come come together because it's not only it's the not just the computer stuff but it's also just the construction of the space so they're like building these great like kind of uh, reclaimed wood walls and all these great tables and everything like that i don't know and plus he's he's got this very calming presence in his voice which is uh, you know kind of fun to watch in these trying times so anyway that's what i've been into not mm. exclusively but i have spent an awful lot of time watching these these channels on youtube and sort of just getting a lot of enjoyment out of it sort of seeing a different side of technology that i participated in peripherally um in my childhood and you know seeing all the depth that was available to people there i i watch the eight bit guy a lot i actually mm -hmm appreciate a lot of what he does or some things that's just over my head and I don't, I don't care about but i i'm totally with you on in terms of that sort of what you're going through i kind of call it like the alternate nostalgia you know we we look back at our lives and we you know we know pretty well sort of what we went through as kids but I, as i've as i've gotten older like i start to look at things that I didn't experience, but maybe right. would have or could have in a different life. And I think that's sort of what you're doing right here. Like, oh, yeah, yeah all this computer stuff. I had a great interest in it. I was on the edge of it. Yeah, but or now, experienced some of it. Yeah, but now but, you can really experience it fully through the eyes of people that are experts, which I think is really interesting. Right. There's this whole area side of it now that with people building, building brand modern modifications for these computers so you can like accelerate them uh using br uh, brand new boards that people have developed or that you can get pristine hdmi video out of a retro computer using a raspberry pi or people who are programming games still for all these old computers it's just it's just crazy what's going on yeah and it's you know it's amazing how you can put that out there put it on a channel and make it interesting mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people will watch it. So yep. that's pretty and then cool. They'll, and they'll send you their old crap so that you can, right. you can restore it or you can put do it, it on yourself. display. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, fantastic pick Jared. Uh, I think I'm going to go next here. Um, through the pandemic, I have the, the one thing that I have digested the most has been podcasts uh, way more than music for whatever. I mean, I still listen to a lot of music, but uh, as I find as I'm getting out and walking and jogging and doing that sort of thing, I like to listen to people talk. And uh, so I'm picking a podcast this time around. And, and the one thing I've sort of noticed and realized about what I like about podcasts are well-scripted, um, informational, entertaining, and usually not too long podcasts, which essentially is completely opposite of what we've been doing for 10 years. So, <laughs> so crazy uh, i found one called the hit parade and i've talked about this podcast with a lot of people and i've especially my friends that are into music and music history this is like my all-time favorite podcast or at least right now it is um let me sort of i'll read the kind of the the 
the hit parades intro text that they have at their website. And it's, it goes, goes as, as following Chris Melanfi, a pop chart analyst and author of slates. Why is this song? Number one series tells tales from a half century of chart history through storytelling, trivia and song snippets. Chris dissects how the song you love or hate dominated the airwaves, made its way to the top of the charts and shaped your memories forever. And uh, a little comment about this uh, podcast, uh, you know, somebody gave it five stars and said, it's an excellent podcast that tells the stories of popular music's bi- biggest stars through their runs up and down the Billboard charts. It's unique approach. That's It's a unique approach that's totally engaging, no matter what your preference may be for the artist being featured. Um, so it, it's essentially like a historical look at pop music trends or a specific artist or a group of artists and Chris Melanfi tells that tale through looking at the billboard chart. So there are certain things that you may think is reality about Bruce Springsteen, but his chart analysis and the stories that he tells about it actually shows you a little bit different story or, or how his contemporaries or, or people that, that uh, looked up to him, how that, how they sort of performed on the charts. It's, it's really interesting. And so here's a, just a list of some of the recent shows that Chris has done. Um, the most, the most recent two-parter is the real history of Yacht Rock. You know, Yacht Rock is this term that feels like it's been around forever, but it really mm-hmm. has only been around since the early 2000s. And um, he kind of tells the story of where that came from and, and artists that uh, would be considered Yacht Rockers. Um, recently, he did, a, did one about the story of Millie Vanilli and other fake artists and just, you know, their, their history through through time and, and how those sort of things pop up and how Millie Vanilli really isn't really wasn't like a, a unique thing. There were other artists that were like that. Um, another good one was the Christmas 1992 battle between Michael Jackson's dangerous and Nirvana's nevermind. The, how those two albums competed on the charts. Really interesting. And another one that I really liked was uh, something called the ACDC rule. And what is that exactly, Jared? Let's let Chris tell us what the ACDC rule is. Today on Hit Parade, I will explain the causes of this odd pattern, why a hit act might, in the short term, chart better with a follow-up than they do with a classic, from Jethro Tull to Billy Joel, Hootie and the Blowfish to Radiohead, Lady Gaga to Imagine Dragons, their biggest opening album, or even their only chart-topping album, might not be their best remembered. And no act better exemplifies this weird chart pattern than a stalwart group of hard rock thrashers who are still topping charts to this day. And that's where your hit parade marches today, the week ending December 26th, 1981, when ACDC finally topped the Billboard 200 album chart with For Those About to Rock, We Salute You, their first ever number one album. As far as I'm concerned, For Those About to Rock codified a chart tradition that persists to this day, the follow-up that is really a referendum on its predecessor. Join me as we walk through some quirky hit albums and I try to decode why I still call this phenomenon the ACDC rule. There we go. So, yeah, he'll, he'll follow and, and find chart trends that you wouldn't necessarily know. Um, another really good two-parter was his series on what actually is a one a one-hit wonder, and he lays out some very specific rules about what he considers to be one-hit wonders and what what aren't. So, very, very interesting. I love this podcast because it does sort of tie into, you know, like crap from the past. You know, we've had Ron Gerber on our show, so there's some similar grounds there, but this is a little bit more academic. Ron Boogie there Monster we go. Gerber. Um, I love the <laughs> fact that it's interesting topics that don't always intersect with the music history that I know well. So like he did one on the history of, of like modern country music and, and how it became a a stalwart of, of pop charts in the late seventies and early eighties. And then sort of how it died out and what it turned into a little later on with like Garth Brooks and the Judds and, you know, uh, yeah, that's similar ground to what was covered in the, um, this is pop series on Netflix. There's a country music episode. Yeah. Probably. You you haven't watched that yet. Have you? I haven't watched it. 
<laughs> and like I said, this show it's is very, it's very well written and very well produced. And even though his voice is kind of nerdy, he does a really, really good job of digging into pop pop music trends and explaining things that I didn't know. So again, Chris Melanfi's the hit parade. You have to check this out. If you listen to any podcasts there, he's been doing it for a number of years and uh, you'll be able to find topics you like, like the whole, whole episode about weird Al Yankovic, Jared, which I think you would just really get into in. And then there's other parts that, Hey, you never thought you'd listen to, but you're going to find out about uh, the history of rap or something like that. So Hit Parade, check it out. Adam, you're the cleanup hitter. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> I don't think mine's going to be nearly as clean or uh, uh, overly accepted as, as either one of yours is. Um, but mine is uh, is also a podcast. Um, I'd say in quarantine, or we'll just say the last year and a half, I've spent um, time doing almost two things exclusively. That's Watching uh, people stream X-Wing and um, <laughs> planning for the days when you could play. Uh huh. Got one, one, uh, one night uh, at, at a tournament in uh, uh, White Bear Lake during those four weeks where things were fine. And uh, that was it. <laughs> but there's a good online community now of, of and, and, and a good software for, for playing it online. So it's okay. Um, so doing that. And listening to one specific podcast. Now, mm. I subscribe to you know a lot of podcasts, um, but in the last eighteen months, I've spent almost no time listening to any of them, except one wow. one podcast in particular. Um, so that podcast I came to um, from uh, from Comedy Bang Bang, um, which is a comedy po- podcast, uh, improv podcast, and one of the characters on there. Uh, the character's name is Gino Lombardo. Um, he is played by a comedian named John Gabris, who you wouldn't know from anything else. Um, but I really liked him on that podcast, so I followed him to a couple other podcasts that he does, including his his own, just uh, where he mostly talks about smoking weed a lot. Um, and then came to uh, the this podcast that I haven't spent all this time listening to, and it's called Action Boys with a Z. Um, it's a Patreon only podcast. Uh, so you have to pay money. Wow. There's, uh, I think they have like 10, like free episodes to, to check it out. Um, but the other two guys on there are also, uh, two other UCB comedians that are on other podcasts that I, I'd heard before. So it's like, I'll check this out. $5 for a month to listen to some, some guys talk about action movies. I can deal with it. And, um, what I uncovered was a podcast that makes it makes me laugh um, nonstop. It is, I don't think it is a particularly highbrow level of comedy, and I don't think it is a particularly um, unique um, film analysis podcast in any sense of the word. Uh, but there's something about these three guys talking about mostly action movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, that is, you know, there's a bit of nostalgia there for, you know, uh, movies I, I have seen. Um, but they talk about, uh, plenty of movies that I have never seen and have no intention of seeing that I'll still listen to the episodes <laughs> and they're great. Um, they just did, uh, the Mario Van Peebles 1996 movie solo which I probably saw <laughs> mm-hmm. on HBO, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, but like, I don't remember any of it. Solo two um, is going to be an HBO max movie actually in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they, yeah. So, I mean, they, they, they cover the gamut and like, what is an action movie, you know, kind of, um, you know, is, is a little broad. Like they did Willow um, one week, you know, it's a, Mad Mardigan has a sword, I guess. It's not really an action movie, but, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, Close enough. Action. Come on. Yeah, sure. You know, Willow does this thing with yeah. his wand his and little wand. turns the, lady, the old lady into a goat on accident and, and stuff. Um, but I, 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 there's this is the only podcast I've ever done this with. Um, I used to think people that did this were insane, but I went back to the beginning of their feed um, and am listening to all of the all of the episodes 
from from the beginning. You're a super um, fan now. Yes. Um, you think that's they, insane to do? Man, I, that's my I, that's my favorite I, part about coming to a podcast late is being able to I, go yeah, back. I've and, never I've never understood that impulse. Now, most of the podcasts that I listen to, other than this one are like you know like the video game podcast that i listen to it's like sure. well the, you know the stuff they're talking about is like what's going on now yeah if it's um, timely information that's a different story yeah and i th- i think most of that stuff is but you know i guess i don't know i'm looking at my list of podcasts right now and plenty of them are, are not that but that's still like like i guess with reply all i did that to an extent um i went, I went back and, and listened to some old reply all uh, problematic podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Even though they have one of the best episodes <laughs> ever of any podcast ever. Yeah. So um, the clip you're going to hear, I have no idea if this translates. I'm sure it doesn't, uh, it, it, or I'm guessing it doesn't. But this is um, them talking about uh, a, a part of Rocky Three. Mm. Um, this. The Mr. T Rocky, correct? This, the Mr. T Rocky. You'll hear Mr. T for a, a brief moment. Um, this clip, this bit that they do, uh, and the clip's too long. We got, cut it off whenever you guys feel like. Um, I was going to ask. It's, it's, okay. it's 18 yeah. minutes it's, long. It's the actual <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, oh yeah. The other thing about this podcast uh, that that I find so endearing is the movies they talk about, they're you know action movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So it's like usually they're 100 minute long you know, uh, movies. Um, they haven't had a podcast that go under two and a half hours. Uh, so the, episode, the podcast is longer than the movie they're talking about. Much longer than the movie. Okay. Sometimes it's like double the length of the movie. Um, but okay, so this bit is, um, you know, that they're, yes, they're talking, they're, you'll, you'll hear the introduction from Mr. T. Um, when I first listened to this episode, it was a few months ago. I think I was making guacamole um, while listening to it. Uh-oh. And Mandy had to come upstairs to make sure I was okay because I was laugh crying so much. I having a hard time breathing. I cried into the guacamole that I was making. Mm. It was the best it, it, like, guacamole Mandy's ever had. Yeah. Te- your exactly. tears of, of joy. So when I went to get this clip, cause I was like, well, this is the clip I have to use. So I listened to it and I, I tried to trim it a little bit here and there. I started cr- laughing so hard again. And I, I, as soon as I was, I, I was like, okay, well, I have to do this. I'm like, no one's going to laugh at this. So I'm going to look at you guys. You might be completely stone faced and that's totally fine. Don't worry about the problematic voices. They talk about um, what, what they're doing uh, afterwards. And it's, it's, it's okay to laugh at if, if you find it funny, but uh, okay. yeah, here you go. Stone faced. Maybe you like to see a real man. I bet you stay up late every night dreaming you had a real man, don't you? I tell you what, bring your pretty little self over to my apartment tonight, and I'll show you a real man. You want to, you guys? I love <laughs> that he drops that he has an apartment. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. know, it makes it so Yeah, Lang's not a homeowner? It fits uh. in with the fucking theme of the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rocky's lost his masculinity. Uh, he can't get it up anymore, basically. Right, Rocky is... Rocky's impotent in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and then fu- also on top of it... Fuck. Why don't you come over to my apartment tonight? I'll show you a real man. So Mick but takes uh, off. Make sure you buzz 4-H because my buzz is broken. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you better throw something at, like a pebble at the window. And then I'll come down and let you in because yeah. the buzzer don't work. And, don't. If, and if you if you got a sweater or a long sleeve or something, you, you better bring it because they, they shut the heat off. Don't mention I have a cat because I didn't pay the pet deposit. I don't want anybody knowing that I got a cat in there. It's a $50 pet deposit. And you'll get out if you don't shut the door real fast like. You gotta shut the door faster than a cat. So come back to my house. Don't let my cat out. Come to my apartment and I'll show you what a real man is. Just keep an eye on the cat. I'll show you what a real man is when you come to my apartment. But uh, uh, don't flush the toilet while someone's in the shower. My cat Snickers is domesticated. He ain't trained to be outside, so you gotta let him inside. And he ain't had his last round of shots yet, so he get out there, he get a weed. I'm not to wake up my roommate. He works at night, so he sleep all day. And I can't afford to lose this apartment. It's eight hundred dollar rent control, and he is his name on the lease. <laughs> He signs for my packages when they come. Don't be fooled when you see all the VHS tapes we have. Those are mostly my roommates, so you cannot borrow them. So but we gonna, proudly display them like they're both of ours. Real man, but we gotta do it all quiet, like he gonna be sleeping. He a real man when I wake him up. <laughs> hey, you know I, I want to fuck noisy. 
I want to fuck you, noisy woman, but I can't. <laughs> it's already two strikes against me. He said the third strike, and I'm out. I signed a contract. I made a mistake. I didn't preview hey, the contract. bullshit, because I'm the one cleaning up. And don't watch that TV because I made a big stink about not paying for half of the cable bill. <laughs> so I told him I don't watch TV. I'm training. So and you can't watch it either. He's stealing the cable. <laughs> I will right, say right. I don't hate him, but I pity um, the roommate. <laughs> How many so, Mr. T's are there? <laughs> a lot of Mr. They, T's. I mean, they all, that's one where they're, they're all, uh, you can do a, a Mr. T impression, I guess, decently well. So all three of them are, are, are pretty good with that. Um, yeah, it's that. That is. Uh, I don't. If if anyone's not familiar with uh, with Rocky Three, that is the uh, the part where they uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, is is lifting from real life, where uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, when he was fighting, I forget who now. Um, back in the early '80s, anyway, whoever Sugar Ray Leonard was was fighting. I think our uh, audience knows Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh, of course. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, he, he basically at their press conference, like, um, implied that he was going to fuck Sugar Ray Leonard's wife and, uh, Sugar Ray did not take too kindly to that. So basically Sylvester Stallone and <laughs> the Rocky three script just lifted that, um, and clever Lang, Mr. T, um, is, uh, you know, f- let's say flirting with Adrian. Sure. At, uh, a a gentle flirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, 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 they took it from there. Um, yeah, it's uh, I love I love the show, and uh, I'm so happy that I'm only there weekly, um, and I just crossed uh, July first, uh, two thousand nineteen. Oh, so I still have a long a long way to go to uh, a lot to, left. To, to get up to where so we are now. Do you listen to old shows and then you automatically watch or listen to the new show right away? The only that- new ones I'm listening to are they, they do. Uh, so <laughs> they have two tiers of Patreon. Uh, at a certain point, I uh, upgraded to the, the higher end. So they, they have one where it's like a um, you know premium or whatever only um, where they uh, watch a non-action movie and talk about it. But then also just kind of like talk about other things they're watching. Um, they talk about um, uh, shows or movies that they've done, gone on auditions for and, and stuff like that. Um, and those are usually like weird movies, um, Sleepless in Seattle, uh, not weird, but like not yeah, action. That's movies. a crazy so one. Like, like, <laughs> so like Sleepless in Seattle and stuff like that. Um, they, they have like really good um, uh, recommendations on, on things I'd, I've never heard of, um, books or, or movies. Um, they all... Um, or two of them are film majors. Um, so they have just like, you know, an interesting, uh, way to speak about, um, certain movies. Um, they have just interesting takes on like how you wind up with, you know, like, um, Oscar winning cinematographers, uh, doing awful movies in the eighties because there were literally, you know, like 35, uh, camera crews, you know, in, in the whole, in the whole world that could even like make a movie, um, you know, into the early or into the late seventies. So, um, it's just interesting stories, hmm. uh, that, that they, that they tell also. Um, and yeah, just, just, uh, just great. So Adam's into action boys. With a Z. With a Z. I'm action into the boys. hit parade and Jared is into retro computing YouTube channels. Yes. It's very specific. It seems right on brand for all of us, to be honest with you. Right on brand. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right, everyone. Let's take a quick break. Catch your breath. Uh, Adam will come back and tell us what's happening in the world of pop culture right after this. Look out for the laser! It's the scope. Under the scope. Yes, indeed, under the scope. And that always leads to what? Coming soon. I like how we took a break by not actually going anywhere. We just, you know. It's all illusion. That's what know. it is. It's the theater of illusion yeah, that yeah, yeah. we have mastered over the many years of creating this show. Mm-hmm. Adam? It's true. Yeah. Take it. Away. Okay, um, movies. Uh, let's see. We've got the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm, yes, That's the uh, Tammy Faye and James Baker 
movie starring Jessica Chastain and uh, Andrew Garfield. The Andrew second Garfield. best Spider-Man. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Michael Showalter is the director of this. So. It, it looks very interesting. Yes. I, I agree. have not seen anything about this. Yeah. There was a trailer that was released not too long ago. You should yep. check it out. Yep. Um, and then Clint Eastwood has a movie also. Yeah. Uh, Cry Macho. What's he angry about now? I had it crying too, too macho. Hmm. Uh, so maybe it's about <laughs> toxic masculinity. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure next, he's ready to tackle that. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy. Uh, of all guys. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, there's The Guilty, which is a, a Antoine uh, Facqua, uh movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know what it's about, but I saw the people involved. So I was like, okay, maybe that's big. And, uh, and Dear Evan Hansen uh, comes out too, oh, which I am okay. uh, looking forward to. Um, still very confused on why the internet got so mad about Ben Platt playing Evan Hansen because he's too old. Uh, and he played ben in Platt, the stage production, though? right? I mean, he he created the character. I mean, it, like he like okay. he um, he can do what he, he wants is, to. Right, he is twenty seven. So yes, that is older than the sixteen or seventeen year old uh, titular character. But that's not unheard of. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it was. I didn't. Uh, this is maybe just the hot take parade stuff. But yeah, people were like upset about it. Hot take I don't parade. get it. Um, okay, albums. Now, Wikipedia only listed this and didn't have like a thing I could click on for the album. But there's a Third Eye Blind album coming out. Oh well. Wow. Are they still around? Is that like a known thing? Oh, not only that, there's a Candlebox album coming out. Okay. Oh, you buried the lead. I was a big um, Candlebox guy back yeah. in the day. Uh, we've also got an album from Lil Nas X mm-hmm. and Angels and Airwaves. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the Rancid guys. No, Angels and Airwaves. Out. Isn't that um, That's, one of the dudes uh, from Blink-182? Blink uh, it's Blink-182, but it's also... Uh, Rancid. What's his face? Rancid, yeah. Rancid? Right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's very Tom, no, oh, am I wrong about this? Maybe I guess I, I am. I mean, hmm. you could be right. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess it's not that important. All right, I take my headphones off for one second, and the show goes off the rails. Yeah, yeah. really. You gotta keep Thanks us online, Shane. Come on. Um. Yeah. Okay. I take it all back. <laughs> I thought that uh, uh, what's his face was uh, was in was you know the not not Lart not uh, 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 COVID brain. That's what it yeah, is. it's happening. <laughs> it's all done. Oh well. What else? Cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The Blink One Eight. Tom DeLong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. Oh yeah, video games. Um, we've got Pokemon Unite. Ooh. It's a mobile game, so I assume that it's a Pokemon mobile game you guys are in. No. Uh, no. no. Okay. Only Pokemon Go, that's it. Okay. My uh, my neighbors across the street, it's like maybe early 20-year-olds, um, the two girls that live there, uh, they go on Pokemon Go walks. Uh, so that's how that's how Mandy and I knew it was still a thing. Yeah, people uh, still our, do it. Our, across the street neighbors. Shane, how um, far along are you with Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I'm totally caught up. Oh, so then you, there was a uh, recently a Pokemon Go joke when they go to the the cabin, but there's yep. no internet and Jake Peralta is mad because it's community weekend and he can't play Pokemon. I laughed because it was true. <laughs> it was true. Yes. Remember when Hillary said Pokemon go to the polls yep. and then she lost and then Trump came and yeah. look where we are now. Um, also, we've got uh, <laughs> Deathloop. Deathloop is, I think, a PS5 exclusive. Okay. Um, it's like a first-person shooter with a time mechanic sort of thing, and uh, early early looks sound promising. And Diablo 2 Resurrected. The they are remastering, I guess. Diablo 2. If you guys were beautiful. Diablo 2 addicts and never in your college years or whenever that came out. Probably played played it for a total of ten minutes. There you go. I'm not a true gamer, you're, I guess. You're a hard sell, Shane. Jeez. All I know is, Adam, in the upcoming shows that we'll be doing, a lot of video games will be hitting soon. Is that true? Far Cry coming. Yeah, come on. Far, is that 17? Far Cry 17? How I'm what, not what are done you with to? that. Love it. 
It's got that guy in it. You know, guy from so bad guy. Yep. Giancarlo. 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 I like Giancarlo. He's in Esposito. it. He's the star of the game. Also uh, from The Mandalorian. He is. Jared, ever heard you, of that little show called The I'm Mandalorian? I'm looking at what's coming out. I guess I'm through September. I don't see, I don't see a lot. I think October is when things really yeah. start to hit. Okay. Well, we got all these games more. coming out for the new con- consoles that you still can't get, right? Yeah. I've got a PS5. I, I need games for it. Just the other day, I got an invite from the Treasure Truck via mm-hmm. Amazon to get a PlayStation 5. So I could have gotten another one, actually. Wow. The rich get richer. Rich get richer. That's the story of my life. You know, um, I did start, I did play uh, through uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Love it. Um, again, um, they released a 60 FPS patch mm-hmm. uh, for it. I'm telling you, any game that gets that treatment, it feels so much better. I, uh, I never understood that there was a difference, but uh, it just feels smooth hmm. that's a game that i i got maybe a quarter of the way into and then i stopped playing my ps4 and now i've forgotten how to play that game oh and so if i go I back to it i'm game. gonna have to start over which i don't want to do it's so good such a good game i've started like breath of the wild like four times <laughs> and i just i don't stay with it and then i forget how to play it it's because your weapons break and you're like this is a dumb mechanic yeah, I ever why are we this. doing this why is my sword snapping all the time uh-huh. that's what yeah. she said is that a thing it is a thing. Okay. All right. Uh, good job, Adam. Let's wrap it up and finish the show. Under the scope. Gerard, take it. Oh, he's really thinking. I'm thinking. Oh. Okay. Thinking of a number from 1 to 82. If you know the number, email us at comments at the scope show.com or call the voicemail line at 612 scope. That is 612 217 2673. I want to know if you know the number that I picked just now in my head. We know it. You can also reach out Facebook or Twitter. Those links are on our website at the scope show.com. And if you want to support the show, as I said before, this content isn't free, except when it is. But if you wanted to make it not free, you have that option. Patreon.com slash The Scope Show. That is the place to go to make it not free. I know some people just have extra money lying around. You've The pandemic has treated you well. You don't, your, your cost of living is way down because you're working from home. Get extra money to spend. Send it our way. We'll take that money and we will be thankful for it. Patreon.com slash The Scope Show. Or if you just want to buy some stuff, you just want to spend that extra money on goods you can do that at Amazon but you can go through our link and through the magical transitive property it I can't say I can't say what will happen but you, you've done affiliate links before scopeshow.com slash Amazon is that link click on it make your purchase be happy it'll get there they it used to be two days it, sometimes it's three or four they kind of fudge the numbers now. I don't know. I don't like it either. Okay. I don't like it either. I pay for prime and I don't get my stuff right away. But sometimes I have the option of getting stuff delivered between five and 8 AM. I don't understand that mechanic. I don't need it that early, but it's an option that I'm seeing. Maybe you are too. Maybe you're going to click that link and you're going to get that early morning delivery and you're going to be a happy person. Shame back to you. I got a second cat. You got a she, second she's cat, my new friend, Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, cream rises to the top. Miss Elizabeth does not like to be touched by people. <laughs> she for does the most not. part. But the other day I was over at Shane's house. I think we were watching preseason football. Yeah, I think she felt bad for us because the Vikings were doing bad. She felt bad because the Vikings were terrible. And she just decided that she was going to jump up on the, on the chair that I was sitting on and let me touch her. I got <laughs> it, was to like, like, it was such wow. a privilege. I got wow. to touch the side of her face. It was brief. It was fleeting, but it was magical. Hmm. Yes. Has not been repeated. Singular moment. She came and visited you on the next game, but she did not jump up on the chair. She looked at no. you. She just looked at me from with afar. the stains. She said, you had your one. Yep. Don't think it's going to happen again. And then she clicked on the affiliate link and actually supported our show. 
She did. Uh, what did she buy? You had it probably delivered to your house. What did she get? She bought one of those pet food dishes that makes it more of a challenge to get the food. Because she see, likes to have fun, see, like digging I mean, through the crevices. She doesn't seem like a cat that wants things easy. She no, wants to work for her. She's very me. difficult. And she also bought some aloe vera. I don't know why. That's what she bought. Gotta, you got to stay moisturized. Got to stay moisturized. Maybe too much sun time in the sun. I don't know. I don't know her life. Yeah. These riffs are gold. Why are we not saying what we're into is our own show? I do not know. <laughs> Adam just sits there staring at us like, I just want to go away now. Please, you I'm tired. You guys keep talking. You just keep vamping. We're vamping. We, we're moments away from closing out this episode and shutting things down for the night. So Adam can go then watch his X-Wing streams on Twitch or listen to more of the Action Boys with a Z. And, and we just keep talking, keeping him, denying him this pleasure. He's over there looking like Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Goldfinger. <laughs> Trying to Gold sell his $100 million mansion. Can't do it. Nobody will buy it. He's taking it off the market. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. Do you think he uses that space heater in the back? Only in that, the winter. That Only radiant the heater winter. back there? I got one of those. Those, ra- those things take a while to heat up. But Radiated they heat. are efficient. They Radiated do a good job. heat. What's in the baskets? Is that crafting supplies? Up here? Yeah. I, I'm using my cursor. Um, <laughs> these? Yeah, those baskets. <laughs> no, they're like office supplies. Oh, okay. This so room like- before pandemic was Mandy's office. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you took it and over. Then, well, then it was Mandy and Adam's office. And then Mandy said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go work in the main room in the basement. I can't deal with this anymore. So. Sounds about right. Sorry. How long did that last? The co-location, how long did that last? Five months. That's a, okay. it's a good run. Longer than yeah. I expected. It's a good run. Yeah. All right. Just like this right. show. Some might say that's a little long. Five months would have been perfect, but here we I are. I mean, between episodes, all, yeah, so five we've months said is it perfect. All. Well, I suppose, Jared, this experiment has run its course. The two of you, thanks for showing up. We'll do more shows soon, I promise. Until then, bye for now. Ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves once again at the end. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. I know I have. Fear not, Scope Faithful. Days shall pass as if they were but a moment. And Jared, Adam, and Shane will return with another thrilling episode. Until then, send your comments to comments at thescopeshow.com or leave a voicemail message by dialing 612-21-SCOPE. That's 612-217-2673. Thanks for listening, faithful fans. This is Tony Partington saying, Das Vidanya. Tune in next time to another terrific edition of The Scope. Scope.